Simply Abundant Intuitive Hour, The Journey of Attachment, a special series that takes a deep dive into the topic of insecure attachment and why you can't let go. Here's Tracy Crossley. Greetings. How are you all doing today? I am back once again with another wonderful journey of attachment. So I say wonderful because it's not really wonderful, right? All right. So anyways, this wonderful topic, which it's not wonderful, it's opposite day. It's pining for someone once the relationship is over. Yeah, over. And it's not over because you emotionally are still stuck in it. Been there, done that. Probably the worst place ever. So let me give you the related podcasts, which are Coping and Surviving Post Breakup. That is a good one. And I highly recommend it if you are dealing with pining because this podcast today will give you a lot, but this will give you more. And the benefits of a not so great relationship. Just pop them in as a search on my website. I think you can pop them on Google and go from there and you will be able to basically listen to something that I think is pretty helpful. Okay, so just wanted to make sure I was recording there and I am. Okay, so just because you leave a relationship doesn't mean it's left you. You can stew in the aftermath of a relationship long after it's gone. I've done that. And you can use it as an excuse to not move forward because you're afraid. You don't know you're afraid. You don't even know why you can't move forward. You just feel stuck. You may bitch and moan, but you use it as an excuse to stay stuck because you think no one else is out there. Scarcity is talking and you're listening. So you pine away for this person as though there's nothing better. You don't even know why, because you may think about it and go, I don't even really like this person. Okay. So you're stuck. So it's really about scarcity. And that will keep you stuck in not just this crappy relationship that you are still pining for that is no longer. It can keep you stuck looking back at anything, anything at all. So let's say you ended a relationship a year ago, but you still think about the person all the time. Then you find out he or she is engaged. Your heart sinks, your stomach sinks, your whole body sinks basically, right? And instead of letting go, you torture yourself. And maybe you go onto Facebook and you're stalking the person. And I have never been a proponent of that, by the way. When I hear that, I'm always like, oh, because I can't do that. Personally, even when I was in the throes of pining for somebody, I could just never bring myself to do that. So anyway, so you compare yourself, though, to this fiance, right? And you're thinking either you feel worthless or you're trying to find ways where this person doesn't add up, but somehow, some way you are looking to minimize yourself or minimize the other person. Yeah. And even though you intellectually know it's over, they're getting married, right? <laughs> you still hold out hope. And that's the thing that most of us will do, right? And it may not even be that extreme. Maybe they just moved on. Or maybe they haven't moved on. And then you can't figure out why they're not with you. And you go down a list of all the things that are your attributes and what you've done and how you are so deserving of them. And why don't they get it? Do that? Yeah. So those things are a waste of time. But emotionally, you, you can't seem to get out of it. So I'm going to give you something to write down. Because we've been doing that lately and we're going to do it here again. 
When you find yourself focusing on your feelings for someone who's no longer in your life, ask yourself what you're avoiding inside of yourself or you're afraid of. I'm going to repeat that. When you find yourself focusing on your feelings for someone who's no longer in your life, ask yourself what you're avoiding in yourself or what you're afraid of. And that can also be in yourself, but you don't need to add that part. Okay. So I got an email from someone who's in this situation and I'm going to give her the name of Lori. All right. So this is the story I'm going to give you. So Lori spent four years with someone who she found herself diagnosing with a mental disorder. She went no contact. And I have a podcast on that. And so you might want to listen to that, by the way, because a lot of people try to use that as a form of manipulation. Don't. Anyways, she went no contact with this first person for about two years. But even though you disengage physically, it doesn't mean you've done so emotionally. It has no bearing. So Lori acknowledged her girlfriend was crazy, but she still chose to be in the relationship and no one was holding her hostage. And she acknowledged this in her letter. And even though she was taking that responsibility on an intellectual level, she doesn't necessarily feel responsible. Like people will say that, but they don't really mean it. Anyways, there may still be in her and this is what I got from her letter, some victim tendencies that she doesn't have any control over herself emotionally, that it's all wrapped up in this other person. So Lori admitted to using the drama to torture herself so it made her feel like a piece of shit. And now she's using the shame she feels as the only emotional connection to her. All of this goes back to childhood. It always does. It's so easy for her to beat herself up and Instead of realizing, hey, you know what? The shit I feel runs deep. She's not doing that. So in her letter, she's going over and over how she is this person who, wow, I can't believe I did this action or that action, meaning, you know, the things that she did to try and hold on to this relationship that wasn't functioning. So she tends to do things on purpose and felt like she hated herself. You ever done that, right? And on some level, she does. But it's based on a belief that she has about herself. And so this letter just keeps going on about how she has this limited perspective about her ability to love and to be loved and to only fall in love with somebody who invalidates her because she was also talking about other relationships that also invalidated her as well. And so all of, you know, her whole history is basically all these relationships and I know in my own life that all of my past relationships were completely dysfunctional. So, inevi- you know, inevitably, she knows she's holding on to a relationship because she's afraid that she really doesn't deserve more, that she feels that there's nothing else for her. And that some kind of an emotional connection, meaning a text message, and that's not much of a, an emotional connection, right? or a phone call, that's still not a lot of emotional connection, that that's okay for her. And that feels better than letting go. She's afraid if she lets go, is she ever going to feel this way again? And what if she can never get that back? A lot of times in attachment, not to go out of the story, but a lot of times in attachment, you can find yourself feeling like, oh my God, this is it. There's not going to be anybody else. If you can relate to Lori and how she feels, and how she beat herself up, and how she thinks there's nobody else, you're stuck in an insecurely attached place, because it's just not true. 
So anyway, so, you, so she's ended up in this hopeless state because she can't stand where she is. And, you know, she can't imagine being anywhere else either. Yeah, that's called being stuck. So what's her happy ending? Well, her awareness is really the first step to taking action. I mean, her letter is basically all about the awareness that these are the things that are going on with her and this relationship that she can't get over that she's pining for. And all these other relationships where she felt like, oh my gosh, it was me, it was me, it was me. So her taking responsibility is great. That's a start. If she really takes responsibility on an emotional level, then it's going to be even greater for her. But at least she's starting. And to me, that's a happy ending. To even see your part and not blame and put complete blame on the other person is going to make you feel better. Okay? So her next step would be to connect on an emotional level and feel whatever it is she's avoiding. So I'm going to give you that little statement once again to read as I scroll down here on this outline. When you find yourself focusing on your feelings for someone who's no longer in your life, ask yourself what you're avoiding in yourself or what you're afraid of. So why is this important? If you don't free yourself from being bound to someone who isn't in your life anymore, you're never going to be able to fully move on. You're not going to be able to do shit. You're going to constantly wake up every day. And trust me, I have talked to people who have been three, four, five years, 10 years, 10 years out of a relationship and are still not over it. Their focus every day when they wake up is that person. Okay. So I think it's a little bit important if you actually want to live, right? Because you're never going to be able, if you can't get past this, to have a healthy, happy relationship. So don't you want one? We all do. You got to feel you deserve one. Your heart is always going to be tied up or feel like it's tied up if you don't. If you don't think this is important. If you think staying here and pining away for someone who is clearly not interested in being with you is something that is good to do for your well-being. It's not, right? <laughs> I mean, I know. And I say all of this, I totally get it because I've been there. So I know you can't just snap your fingers and that that's the biggest thing. You can't just go, God, Tracy, you know what? This sounds great. I think I'm cured. I think it's all good. It doesn't work like that, right? So the only way out is to connect with those feelings and not ignore or avoid them. So here's the deal with the tips today. And they're not in a one, two, three, four, five thing here, okay? This is just basically about feeling your feelings. Yes, you got to start feeling your feelings. All of your feelings right now are tied up in someone else. So it's basically your focus is on them and what you think they're feeling, what you think they're doing, when are they going to come back? When are they going to get it? Or if they are getting engaged or married, oh my gosh, are they going to wake up? You know, they'll get married and maybe they'll think of me and they'll go, oh, she or he was the love that uh, they left behind and they finally figured it out whatever, okay? That is going to keep you wrapped up in somebody else. All of that that I just said is completely ignoring your own feelings. So when I say feel your feelings, when you're focused on the emotional connection to someone you're no longer in a relationship with, it's a distraction. It is. It feels so hard and it feels so real. I know it does because 
I walked in them shoes, and those shoes had big ass holes in them, and my feet hurt. Your feet should hurt too from walking in those shoes. So you're using them to avoid your own feelings and addressing your own fears. It's all a distraction from hard work of moving on. It really is. So you have to sit with your pain. You got to feel your pain. Don't ignore your pain. Another reason you're pining is you don't want to really deal with the disappointment that it's over, that it's done, that it is kaput. That is a huge part of this, right? You don't want to feel that. Well, guess what? It's time to feel the disappointment. You're resilient. You will make it through. But you got to trust yourself to feel your feelings. I know I've said that like 18 times already, right? But it's what you have to do. So I created a free download on how to feel your feelings for an earlier podcast that I did. If you didn't catch that podcast, it was podcast number 218, Feelings Won't Kill You. And they won't kill you. I thought they were going to kill me at one point. They didn't kill me. Obviously, I'm still here talking away, right? So if you use the steps that are outlined in that download, you can connect with yourself on a deeper emotional level. So you can get it at tracycrossley.com slash podcast slash 218. I highly recommend it. That's why we didn't feel like putting it back into another podcast when we've already created that. Alrighty. So pining away for someone after you've broken up is extremely painful. (laughs) Yeah, but you might be doing it and you might use it as an excuse to not move on. It's easier to stay hooked than to let go, open your heart and face your fears. I'm telling you, this is where freedom, emotional freedom really lives. It is how I live. I would never want to go back to pining away for something that wasn't real because that's exactly what it is. You're pining away for something that never existed because if it did exist, you'd still be in it. Okay. Now, let me finish saying this. And then please, if you have any questions or anything, just remember, you can go ahead and email to me any questions you have about this, but you want to make sure your first step in really feeling your feelings is to realize what you're doing first and how you're using the situation to avoid your feelings. And you want to work with that and be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Again, it's not killing you. All right. So you want to sit with those feelings and it's not fun, but it's the only way that you're going to be able to break free of the emotional change you created to this other person that are binding you to somebody that you don't want to be bound to. So when you do that, you set yourself free. You'll open yourself up to all sorts of other possibilities. I promise. So I'm going to read that little statement to you one more time in case you didn't get it the first couple of times. When you find yourself focusing on your feelings for someone who's no longer in your life, ask yourself what you're avoiding in yourself or what you're afraid of. Okay, you have a universal right. You always have the power of choice. You can choose to stay connected to someone who makes you miserable, or do the hard work of feeling the emotions you've been avoiding, letting go and believing you're worthy of love. Oh my God, let go, right? I know it's not a snapping your fingers sort of thing, but again, I'm going to read that sentence to you again. You can choose to stay connected to someone who makes you miserable, or you can do the hard work of feeling the emotions you've been avoiding, letting go and believing you're worthy of love because you are. We all are. Everybody is. So thanks for listening. If you have a question, again, podcast at tracycrossley.com. And if you want more information or to find other podcasts of mine, you can go to tracycrossley.com slash podcast. And all of my social media links are on my website. So feel free to go to those. 
Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Take care. Bye-bye. Questions about today's show? Reach out to Tracy at info at tracycrossley.com. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave a five-star rating for the show so it can be heard by more people. For all things Tracy, check out tracycrossley.com.